Welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the evening service of Sunday the 19th of June 2011, entitled Giving Thanks Unto the Father. And the Bible reading is taken from Colossians chapter 1, verses 12 to 14. Here's Pastor Larry T. Curtis. I invite you to stand with me just to honor the reading of God's Word, beginning in Colossians 1, 12. It says, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that, Lord, you've given us this time together here this evening. Help us not to take it lightly. Help us not to waste it. Lord, we thank you for the blessings that have already been ours and the time that we've been able to share together, Lord, in song, in prayer, and through all of these testimonies. And Fathers, we take just a moment to, Lord, just take a few uh, thoughts from your word. We pray, Lord, that your hand would be upon us, that you would speak to our hearts, that here this evening, Lord, that as we give you thanks, Lord, that through your word, our hearts might be spoken to, Lord, that in some way when we leave here this evening, we could be more like our Savior. Of course, in his name we pray, amen, amen. Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. We do thank God that we can call him Father. I mentioned this morning, of course, that simple, probably most quoted verse in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, the only one that he had. And he was begotten of the Father. He came into being from the Father. He was born of the Father, God, the creator of everything that exists out there acting through the virgin birth to bring Jesus Christ into this world in a, in a body of flesh to be our Savior. That was his whole reason in coming. <laughs> he had no other reason to come to this earth whatsoever. We find that as we look through the Scriptures, we find that uh, there in Luke chapter 2, verse 49, when... <laughs> When Mary found him there, and even then, 12 years of age, Jesus, very clearly that he was about the Father's business. He knew what his job was. The Gospel of John alone, he's referred to by Jesus as my Father at least 35 times. We find that he taught us. Many would call it the Lord's Prayer. That's fine. He taught us to pray. In the model prayers, I prefer to call it, our Father who art in heaven. You know, I like that. He makes it absolutely so clear throughout the Scriptures time and time and time again that it's his Father, that he is begotten of that one that we call God, the Father. But then as he teaches us to pray, he says, our Father. He becomes mine and your Father as well. We find that even here in our 
passage before us. We find that he says, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Giving thanks unto the Father. Just three simple things. If, if, if you run short of things to thank God for sometimes, if you're feeling down and you're just feeling sorry for yourself, then here's three simple things. And I didn't even try to show my illiteracy by alliterating them this evening. I'm just going to give them to you straight from the Scriptures. The first one there in verse 12, giving thanks unto the Father for an inheritance. An inheritance. How do we get an inheritance? Well, the one thing that legally in this world even, you know, that you, know, you can't just go up and say, that belongs to me. You have to qualify. There has to be something there. Well, the Bible says he hath made us meet. He's the one that has made us qualified to be able to be given this, to make us sufficient, to make us fit, to equip us with what was necessary to be able to be given this inheritance. And of course, that was done. We've looked much in these recent times at our series of contending for the faith, that faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. And we've talked during that many times about that once for all act when Jesus Christ died upon the cross, when his blood was shed, when it was placed upon that mercy seat, when that sacrifice was done once for all time for all mankind. And that's what he's talking about here. That's what qualified us for this inheritance. It was nothing that we did. There was nothing that we could ever do to deserve an inheritance from God the Father. But Jesus Christ, he's the one that made it possible. He's the one that made us fit. He's the one that even allowed us to be part of the picture whatsoever. You see, to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. To be a partaker. I mean, I mean, it means to actually have a part in it. This, this inheritance of the saints, that which has been given to us, that has been allotted, each and every one of us have been allotted a portion from God the Father. We find that we can look at many things in the Scripture. We could look at so many things that has to do with our inheritance, but let me give you just a couple of simple things. In Acts chapter 20, and in verse 32 of that chapter, the Word of God says this, And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. You see, God and his word, and it's his work, it's all that we do. Look just a few pages over in Acts chapter 26 and in verse 18, he says to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. For by grace are you saved through faith. 
We didn't do anything to qualify for this, the greatest inheritance of all, the only inheritance that's sure, the only inheritance that's there for all of eternity. And yet Jesus is the one that made it possible for us. It was only through our faith, our pathway, our way of getting there. And it seems that we don't have to try hard to always find something in Romans chapter 8, amen. In Romans chapter 8 and in verse 16, it says, The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are, right now, present tense, we are the children of God. That's not something that we're having to wait upon. It's important that we realize that right now, right here this evening, we know that this Sunday that's set aside that's called Father's Day for the celebration of it, we know that that's all man-made. We know that they try to make as much money as they can out of it. We said this morning, you know, they give you all these sales and all these things and everything they can to get you to spend as much as possible. That's not why we honor fathers. We honor fathers and mothers because God tells us to. It shouldn't just be one day out of the year. It should be every day of the year. We find that here as we honor our Heavenly Father, He deserves honor above all else. The Bible says that we have been given an inheritance that is ours because of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul, when he was writing to, to Titus, we find that uh, he says in Titus chapter 3 and in verse 7, he says that being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Have you thought about that? Being an heir of God, this inheritance that's yours, this life eternal, life that has no end. It's kind of like when we were sitting around the table there the, this afternoon and little Aaron was there and somebody was talking about, they brought up the word infinite when they were talking about God in the universe and all of that. And he says, what's infinite? <laughs> and they explained to him, you know, I think they tried to give him the largest number that exists and how much paper it would take to write it on and all this, trying to give him some idea. You know, there's just no end to it. <laughs> you know, we don't have anything to compare that to. That's part of our inheritance. That's what God has given to us already. But I like this. He says here, you know, that as God has given us this, he says, giving thanks unto the Father who hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. I could definitely park and preach right there for a while. In Ephesians, Chapter 1, we find these words in verses 11 through 14. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 11 to 14. He says, In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ, in whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that 
Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession under the praise of his glory. I thank God that he not only in the Lord Jesus Christ has given me this eternal inheritance, but I don't have to be the one about making sure that it's still there next week or next year or a hundred years from now or a thousand years from now or a millennium from now. He's the one that sealed it <laughs> with, an own, with his own self. I got news for you this evening. God lives in this old body, and you may not be able to see him too clear sometimes, but he's there, ever-present. He's the one that sealed me. He's the one that'll keep me. I couldn't keep myself, but I know this inheritance is sure. Down here, sometimes you got to end up in the courts, and you got to start fighting your own family and fighting everybody else, and everybody's fighting over who gets this and who gets what, and... You might end up with something or you might not. I'm telling you this evening, giving thanks unto the Father. You may look around and sometimes you, you might want to feel sorry for yourself because you don't think you've got much in this life. I shared with you just recently, I, I read somewhere and it was absolutely shocking that if you make at least, I think it was $20,000, which worked out to about 12 or 13,000 pounds, that somewhere in all of this, that it puts you in less than the top 1%. I think it was actually down to almost half percent in the whole world. <laughs> we don't recognize. Most of us have never seen how most of the world lives. We've been so blessed here that we don't even appreciate it anymore. But I'm saying to you, giving thanks unto the Father, there is nothing this world can give you to compare to the inheritance that you have. And that's good. And, and, and we could talk there a lot, but I promise to be quick. Verse 13, look, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. He just called us the saints of light as he finished up in, in verse 12. And then he talks about this deliverance. You see, giving thanks unto the God when you, when you just need to praise your hands and pray, give him thanks for your inheritance. That's there. That's there for eternity. It's always there. Give him thanks for your deliverance. You've been delivered. And that's, that's exciting. We've been rescued. Literally, it's what the Bible is talking about here. This word that, that, that's translated delivered, it means literally to, to draw to oneself, to rescue, to deliver from something. It refers really in its most common use to a daring rescue. You see, when we begin to picture this, we get a picture of Jesus going after one who is just about to go over the edge. When any possibility of rescue has been ruled out. There is no hope. There is no way. There is nothing that can stop that individual for going over the edge. And yet Jesus comes along and he does the impossible and he delivers that one from what is absolutely certain death. We find that when you begin to look here, the tense, this deliverance that's taken place it shows us, if you go and study out the tense of the word, that it was something that took place sometime in the past, but it took place one time for all of eternity. It's again that once for all act of what Jesus Christ did for us when he died upon the cross. He's the one personally that reached out 
and that he saved us. It has with it, you know, like when we talk about the Father here delivering us. You know, I can, I can tell you right now, I, I have got, as you can tell, my, my beard's a little shaggy today. That's because my, my tremors wouldn't work. And I got another pair laying there that they're almost brand new. But somebody put the charger away real, real safe. And so they're absolutely useless. But I can tell you this. There is no question about it. I did not throw that charger away. I have the charger to make that thing work. And I'm about 99.9% .9 sure that it's somewhere in my house because I can't imagine taking it out and putting it anywhere else. I have it. I have it. But when he's talking about this deliverance, can I say to you the word literally? It's not talking about just having it somewhere. I mean, it's talking about a hands-on experience, having it in the hands right now. It's right there. It's that real. That's what the deliverance of God is like, giving thanks unto God for delivering us his act that he did through Jesus Christ when we're right there and we're right on the edge and there's absolutely no hope and there's nothing in the world that can save us. He's the one that reaches out through Jesus Christ, dying upon that cross and shedding his blood and he's the one that right there saves us and delivers us from the edge of eternal, eternal damnation eternal destruction. I'm saying giving thanks unto the Father. Folks, do we, this all becomes so commonplace to us. We just stop thinking about it a lot of times. I'm saying that God the Father, giving thanks unto him because you have an inheritance in him because of Jesus Christ that's eternal in the heavens and it's there and he's given it to you and it's yours now and in him. You know, because he's even sealed you, that you're his for all of eternity. Thanking God for that deliverance. You've been rescued, he says, from the power of darkness, from Satan himself. He's the one that was taking you to the edge. He's the one that wanted to destroy you. He's the one that wanted to give you absolutely no chance for survival. But the Father, in his hands-on act of placing Jesus Christ upon that cross, his own son, to die for those sins. He's the one that rescued us right then and there. He rescued us. He didn't leave us in that place of danger, though, because we've not only been rescued, but we've been removed, praise God. He didn't just rescue you and leave you there to fall off again sometime. He just removed you totally, completely away from that place of danger. He said, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. We're not there in that place of darkness anymore. We're not there where Satan has any power over us. We're not there where that sin still has power over us. He's taken us and he's pulled us back from the edge and he's totally, completely replaced us. I've lived in this country for most of my adult life. <laughs> That's been a while now, unfortunately. <laughs> Fact is, I'm a resident here, but I'm still a citizen of the USA. But you see, this transaction was even more certain than that. I mean, hopefully, they've, if they decided to run me off, they had already done so. But the simple truth is, man, God just totally, completely removed me from that 
from that place of darkness, from that realm of Satan, from where he had control over my life and he completely placed me into this new kingdom which is the kingdom of his son and there he not only gave me residence but he gave me citizenship for all of eternity. They, nobody can run me off. Nobody can get me out of here. It's my home forever, praise God. I don't have to worry about falling over that edge. It just died. I knew I needed to put that power cord on there. <laughs> Truth is, we find that we've been rescued, we've been removed, and boy, I had so many notes I wanted to tell you about that, but I'm going to keep my promise. I want to give you one third thought, giving thanks unto the Father for our inheritance, for our deliverance from the very edge of an eternity in that darkness into a whole new kingdom of his son, a kingdom of light. Boy, we could say so much there. Notice what he says in verse 14. <laughs> in whom, who? His son, the one whose kingdom we've been placed in. In whom? Jesus Christ. We have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. We sang it. Our very first Fanny Crosby opening hymn, Redeemed, how I love to proclaim it. I want to say to you this evening, we need to give thanks unto the Father for redemption. You see, that's the way that deliverance came about. God paid the payment through his son. The ransom was paid. We were a slave to Satan and to sin. But there was a legal purchase that took place through his blood. That was the price that was paid. Notice what Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1. Verses 18 and 19. He says, For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish, without spot. We have. Again, it's, it's that same word again. We have right now, present tense, holding it in the hand, that real. We have redemption. It's not something we're having to wait on. It's already been taken care of. It's already been sealed. It's done. It can't be done anymore. Perfect. And when you follow that path of faith and just trust in what Jesus Christ did by his precious blood, he redeemed us. Right now we're redeemed. We've been redeemed. We've been released. The forgiveness of sins. Oh, I wish. I wish I could even begin to give you a picture of what that means. I mean, when, when those sins are forgiven, when you begin to look at what's being said to us there, it's like, you know, here's all these sins, plural, every sin, every sin that you ever committed. Through the redemption of his blood, though, those sins have been removed. I mean, literally, the word carried this, this term carries with it the idea that, you know, they've been removed so much that it's just like they never did exist in the first place. I mean, can you comprehend that? You know, like we've never, ever in our lives, not one time, ever committed a sin. That's what the blood of Jesus Christ does. That's what the forgiveness of sins does. It's gone. It's done away with. There's nothing else that'll cleanse it. There's nothing else that'll bring that forgiveness, that pardon, that's ours in him. 
this evening. I thank God. Giving thanks unto the Father. I thank God as some of you that have testified this evening. I thank God for a godly father. My dad's long gone. My wife and I were talking today. It's kind of strange because, you know, when I look at me now, and I'm an older man than my dad was when he left this world. He was a young man. And it seems even younger now when you've reached that age than it did at that time, and it seemed pretty young then. I thank God. I thank God so much for a godly father. But I thank God even more, my heavenly father. You know, my dad and I were close when we were here. I still cherish those memories. Nobody can take those away. But you know, because of my heavenly father, one day I'm not only going to get to spend time with my heavenly father, but my earthly father and I will be together again too. <laughs> I, I plan on, now listen, you know, close your ears. <laughs> I, I, I plan on moving away from the Baptist faith at that time and becoming a Baptocostal for a while. <laughs> I plan on running those streets of gold and having a shouting spell. Can you imagine can you imagine seeing Jesus for the first time? I mean, seeing him face to face for the first time. See, giving thanks unto the Father, our Heavenly Father. I hope, as I look around, and I know most of you here this evening, I, I hope you know that certainty that he is your Heavenly Father. Giving thanks unto him for an inheritance that's eternal, for a deliverance that he did for you personally, that nobody else, nothing else in all the world could accomplish. It was impossible. You were gone. But he's the one. He's the one that rescued you. He's the one that removed you from that place of danger, take you from that realm of darkness into that realm of light, the kingdom of his dear son, our Lord Jesus Christ giving thanks unto the Father for redemption. Boy, he paid for every one of those sins. We've been redeemed. There's nothing owing. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow this evening, this Father's Day. Thank God for godly fathers. Thank God, as we said this morning, even if your father wasn't a godly father, you still need to honor him. God didn't say honor him if he did it all perfect. He still deserves to be honored. The truth is, is it's a special blessing to have a godly father, though. But this evening, no matter how good or bad a job that your earthly father has done, there's a heavenly father there that can be your heavenly father with absolute certainty right now, today, he can be yours if he's not already. And Christians, as he is, oh, we need to praise him more. We need to give thanks. We need to just remember just what it is he's really done for us. Because sometimes, and it's just like so many things in life, even some of the best things, we can just get so used to them that we forget how special they really, really are. Father, we thank you this evening. We thank you for our heavenly father. We thank you for our earthly fathers. But Lord, we thank you so much. Lord, I mean, these are just tidbits. There's so much to praise and thank you for. But here, 
just in these three verses, Lord, we're reminded, Lord, to give thanks to you for our inheritance, for our deliverance, for our redemption. Help us to be reminded of just the greatness of all of that. I pray this evening that, Lord, that you would speak to the hearts of each one, that you would encourage with these simple, quick thoughts this evening. And, Father, I do pray that if there's anyone here this evening that doesn't have that certainty of knowing Jesus Christ, knowing that he's their heavenly Father, knowing that God the Father is their heavenly Father through Jesus Christ and his finished work, Lord, I pray that you would work in their hearts by your Spirit as only you can, that you would draw them to that point of recognizing their sin, of humbling themselves, of putting their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And we give you all the praise and thanks for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm.